What's up, folks? Welcome to another edition of Matt Sports House. I'm your host, Matthew Anderson, brought alongside my our analyst, Raekwon Nalzon. Raekwon, let's say what's up to the people. Hey, y'all. Hi, y'all. Hi, y'all. Yeah, y'all, so we had to step back in real quick. NFL draft is coming up. It turns on Thursday night, so we definitely wanted to make sure that we kind of gave you all a preview, a little one-stop shop. So without further ado, welcome to my sports house. All right, guys, so we're going to go ahead and get started with uh, with, the, with pretty much the consensus number one pick. It hasn't come out yet, but Urban Meyer just about said he was standing side by side with Dabo Sweeney at um, Trevor Lawrence Pro Day. And so we'll talk about Trevor Lawrence, six, five, six foot five, 213 pounds. Urban Meyer said that if God wanted to create a quarterback, he'd make him look like Trevor Lawrence. That was his comments, not mine. But uh, Trevor had a Sports Illustrated magazine that came out. Well, he was featured on it. And he had some comments saying stuff like, I'm passionate about what I do and it's really important to me, but I don't have this huge chip on my shoulder that everyone's out to get me and I'm trying to prove everybody wrong. I just don't have that. I can't manufacture it and I don't want to. What did you think about those comments that he made? Um, I don't see nothing wrong with it. Um, he has nothing to prove. Um, some people put chips on their shoulder for what reason? Just say they got a chip on their shoulder. And I agree with what Trevor's saying. He don't need one on the shoulder. Okay. And then to further the comments in the article, his father went on to say, Trevor's always been like this. Everybody in the family says that off the football field. Marissa, who's his new wife, uh, she plays soccer at Division II University, Anderson University. And the talks was that she was more competitive than he was. I was like, look, I get it. <clears throat> I get the point at all, but I'm sure if I'm his publicist, I was like, let's not say that. Like, we just don't need to say that coming up, but it really don't matter because he's getting picked anyway. And uh, his father continued to say he's not award-driven. He's not, I want to win Super Bowl at all costs, which brings up an interesting conversation. A lot of people were saying after that article kind of came out, it was like, what would have happened if Justin Fields, if this would have been the talk around him, if he would have made these comments? How do you think things would have went differently for him? They would have been taken differently just because maybe Justin Fields needs that chip on his shoulder. Okay. I mean, he's not in the statue of Trevor Lawrence right now. So we can't say how they'll be taken, but he's not in the same statue of Trevor Lawrence. So that's how I feel about it. Do you think, are you one of these people to think that Trevor Lawrence is like in a class by himself and Justin feels like another tier down or where, how do you feel like they kind of compete uh, head to head? It's, it's Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And it's Justin Fields. Oh, it's a strong and- distance. It's a strong distance between so do you think that Trevor will turn out to be what everybody's expecting him in the likes of like the John Elways, the Andrew Lux? Do you think he'll be that guy? Yes, early. Early? Early. I know the Jacksonville Jaguars have a lot of picks. I don't know exactly, but I think they have a lot of picks in this draft, right? So I guess Urban Meyer's going to kind of be able to kind of customize his team how he wants to, right? Yes. Yes, he will. 
All right, so we're going to move forward to Justin Fields, who I, I'm a big, I'm opposite of Raekwon. I'm like, yo, Justin's here. J Trevor's here. Like, it ain't too far. In my opinion, Justin Fields, six, two and a half, 227 pounds and runs a four, four, four. I think a lot of people forget the season he had before this past season, the COVID year. Uh, being a first year starter at Ohio State, completed 67.2% of his passes for 3,273 yards while accounting for 51 touchdowns. 41 uh, in the air and 10 on the ground. He became the first quarterback in Big Ten history with 40 passing touchdowns and 10 rushing touchdowns in the season. Had a 41 to three touchdown interception ratio, passer efficiency rating of 181.43. I'm not gonna bore y'all with all the numbers, but this guy is a guy. Like I wanted to make sure everybody understands that it kind of seems that since he's since we've been off and all this combine or pro day stuff is happening, people kind of been pushing him down. But like, yo, this man is the truth. Uh, this year against Clemson in the college football playoff, Justin Fields had went 22 for 28, 385 yards, six touchdowns. And it seems like he even had broken some ribs at one point in the game. So I just kind of wanted to remind people, this guy is still the truth. I expect greatness out of him. Maybe not early, but I definitely expect him to be a good pro. I'm going to ask you, where do you see him landing in the draft? I see him landing at number eight to the Carolina Panthers. Um, the great fit. That's the perfect fit. If you want to talk about anything in the draft, that's the best fit in the draft. But didn't they just get um, Sam Darnold from the Jets? Yes, they did. But that's still the best fit in the draft. Wow. I okay. guarantee you. Okay. I, a lot of the – wow, having dug on Justin Fields and LaMelo Bell, all, a lot of young talent in Charlotte. A lot of people have been talking about the Patriots might be going to go, go and get him at number 15. My only thoughts is if everybody thinks Bill Belichick is going to do something, he is 99% of the time not going to do it. I was also hearing a lot of recent talks about the Bears going to trade up and get him. You don't think that will happen either? Chicago sits pretty right now for me to take Matt jo Mac Jones, so I don't think they'll do it. Okay. Speaking of Mac Jones, we're going to move forward. There's been a lot of talks, too, about with the 49ers, Mike Shanahan, I think John Lynch is the general manager, about a lot of people are trying to figure out if they're going to go get Mac Jones or Trey Lance in the draft. Mac Jones come to Alabama, six foot two and five eighths, 217 pounds. We know he's a national championship winner, named a consensus All-American, was a finalist for, like I said, the Heisman Trophy, in addition to winning the Manning Awards, which is presented to the top quarterback in the nation. Also, he won the Johnny United's Golden Arm Award and the Davey O'Brien Award, that led the nation in passing yards, which I think is kind of screwed because if you look at his receiving core, it's kind of amazing. Um, Passer rating of a 203.06. He was the first Alabama quarterback to throw for more than 4,000 yards in a single year. And he finished the season with a 77.4 completion percentage, which is a new single season record in college football. What I want to ask you is, do you believe the hike up for Mac Jones? No, I don't. I don't at all. Um, I honestly feel it if he's a second round talent. Um, based off to me because he's had the best receivers in the history of college football. Um, he doesn't make receivers like the other quarterbacks do. Um, Trevor Lawrence made Cornell Cornell Powell who he is now. Who has who has Mac Jones made who who they are? So that's my question. I was just thinking about the past two years to Alabama. It's like, my good. Like, you could almost make this thing look like wide receiver. You better. The guys they've been spitting out from Ruggs to uh, Jerry, Judy. Who's the other one from last year? Ruggs, Jerry, Judy. There's another one. But I remember um, it, and I remember everybody was talking Jerry about Ruggs. 
Yeah, Henry Ruggs, that's what I was saying. And I remember everybody was talking about, like, even Ryan Clark said, and Devontae Smith's a pro receiver last year. And I, and he was like, right. great. And, you know, that happened. So we'll see what happens with, um, we'll see what happens with Mac Jones. But Trey Lance, on the other hand, six foot three, seven, seven ace, 224 pounds, coming out of North Dakota State. A little back history on Trey Lance. He had no FBS scholarship offers to play quarterback until Boise State came in late, and he had already fallen in love with North Dakota State. He led offensive meetings on Friday nights at the team hotel and was told to, and was told to get the offensive team in and out of plays and protections, which I think, and what Quincy Avery has also said, who's his quarterback's coach, that this makes him probably one of the most pro-ready quarterbacks. Uh, he finished his collegiate career with a 17-0 record as a starting quarterback. And where he won the national championship, led the led North Dakota State uh, to, for 2,786 yards, 28 touchdowns, and zero interceptions in 287 attempts. So, what do you think about? And I will say this too: he won the Jerry Rice Award, which is the top FCS freshman, and the Walter Payton, which is the top FCS player. So, what do you think about Trey Lance? And do you think he lands in for, uh, 49er country? Man, that's my guy. That's I mean, you Bison fan. I mean, he was bison fan. Now listen, I have Trevor Lawrence first okay. in my QB ranking. Then I have Trey Lance second. But yes, he will land. With, he will land with the 49ers. He will. That's a perfect fit. Um, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. Come on now. Come on now. That's a sweet tooth there. That's a sweet tooth there. No, I was about to I say, promise you, that's a, you really walk into almost a perfect type situation right there. Oh, uh, what is their running game looking like out there in San Francisco? I believe they re-signed Mostar, and they picked up they picked up somebody in free agency pretty good, pretty okay. good. Also, since we're talking about quarterbacks, we got to go to Zach Wilson. The hype train is leaving right now. Uh, the guy coming out of BYU, six foot two, two hundred fourteen pounds. Wilson started 12 games this season, completed 247 of 336 passes for 3,692 yards, 33 touchdowns, three interceptions. But by saying all this, the best team he faced was Coastal Carolina, which they lost. And then the best team after them was Boise State. So are you on the whole Zach Wilson hype train? And do you think the Jets take him? I am. And yes, they will. Um, He's going to be Sam Darnold 2.0. He's going to be what Sam Darnold is going to be now. Okay. But he's going to be there early in his career instead of Sam having to develop into that now. So I believe that's a good that's a good pick and a good fit. And especially with them having, I believe, multiple picks in that first round. So that's a that's a great pick. And do you think the Jets will surround him with the talent necessary for him to be successful? Of course. Uh, probably re-signing Jameson Crowder. And taking a receiver in this draft, that'd be huge for him. Okay, so we'll see what happens out there in New York. I know they're trying. This is a really good time. Well, I guess now that uh, Saquon Barkley's back, but I was about to say this is a really good time for the Jets to kind of try to emerge right now with the Giants kind of still trying to figure out what they're going to do and waiting on Daniel Jones to completely develop. But we're going to keep going here with our draft talk. Now we're going to get to the receivers a little bit. Devontae Smith, Heisman Trophy winner, got up throwing out the stats. I looked up these stats. I was like, yo, this is kind of crazy. This man had 117 receptions, 1,008, ooh, uh, 1,856 yards, 23 touchdowns, 15.9 yards per catch, 
but he's six foot. And I think at the Indiana Indianapolis medical combine, he weighed in 166 pounds. Does his size bother you? No, it doesn't. Not at all. Um, I believe if you can play football, you can play football. Um, size doesn't matter. We've seen that. He plays in the big boy conference in the SEC. It doesn't bother me at all. He'd be a big time player. I was just thinking, it's like, man, he's done gone against so many great corners at Alabama too throughout his time there that he's probably prepared for with any prepared for anything. Now, one thing that you a lot of people have kind of forgotten about Jamar Chase a little bit, and he's another really good receiver coming out in the draft. Devontae Smith won the Blintz of Call this year, which is the best wide receiver in the country. And Jamar Chase won it last year. Jamar Chase at the pro day ran a 4.38 in the 40-yard dash, had a 41-inch vertical leap. Last year at 84 receptions, 1,780 yards and 20 touchdowns. Who's the better receiver out of the two? Jamar Chase, by far. Um, as you said, Devontae Smith, 117 catches, 1,800 yards. Jamar Chase, 84 receptions, 1,700 yards. With the loaded, loaded receiver group. That's one thing that I think is so crazy. Jefferson, who completely tore up the league with the Vikings this year, was kind of like a settled second fiddle a little bit to Jamar Chase. So do you think Jamar's an even better receiver than Jefferson, or do you think that was just a really good fit for Jefferson this year? Man, they're both going to be great. Okay. I can't say who's better, but they're both going to be great. So we're going to see what happens. Another receiver, though, out of that Alabama lineup that is coming out this year in the draft, Jalen Waddle. Give the people, like, what kind of receiver Jalen is, because they missed him a lot this year due to his injury, and he tried to come back a little bit. But just kind of – I know he had four touchdowns, I want to say, in last year's Iron Bowl, which was their quarterback. Which I, why am I drawing a blank right now? Which is Mac Jones seemed to be, like, his kind of first game where people are like, oh, who is this guy? But just give the people kind of a little bit of a synopsis of who Jalen Waddle is. To me, Jalen Waddle is my junior gentleman. Um, I see him – Straight to the slot. A slot guy. He's my junior. He's my Anthony Miller. He's my he, he's a vertical threat, and he's a short route guy. So um, he can fit in with any with any scheme. But I I don't see him on the outside. I see him as a great slot receiver in the league. Shifty guy. Shifty guy. Very quick. Man, if if he didn't break his ankle this year, man, he would have had a great year. Yeah. I agree. And, and he, you just saw, I'm sure NFL teams love this too. Like he didn't have to try to fight back to get back into an Astro championship game, but he was tooth and clawing, rehabbing really hard, trying to get back out there. Do you see him on special teams as well? Yes, of course. Point returner. Um, he could be an all pro at it too. He could. Sheesh, come in the league and tear it up. And they said, that's a really good way for young guys to get in because in case the receiver roster wouldn't, it's already kind of strong or whatever team you're on, you get it on special teams, you might be able to make yourself way to the Pro Bowl. Also, too, also, I see at least six receivers going off in the first round. It could be up to. Six? Man, I love it. I love the class, man. Um, a lot, One guy that doesn't get enough talk, Rondell Moore. Out of where? Purdue. Oh, my gosh. Did he sit out this Oh, my gosh. But, no, he played, but I, he was injured a couple games. Okay. But... It's just a loaded class, Elijah Moore, Rashad Bateman, then those top three guys at the top, then Kyle Pitts, too, who you could say is a receiver. I was just I was just about to bring up Kyle Pitts. 
but okay, let me give his measurables and I'll ask you. Six foot five, 245 pounds, ran a 4.44 and the 40 yard dash. My question to you is he used in the league as a tight end or wide receiver? As a wide receiver. With the team I predict to take him, he'll be used as a wide receiver. What team? Atlanta Falcons. Him and Hayden Hurst, you can't stop that combo. Hayden will be the tight end and Kyle will be the receiver. Wait. Yeah, because Hayden did get there. He got traded from the Browns, I think. Isn't that right? From the Ravens. There you go. Yeah, from the Ravens. That's what it was. That would be a great combo. You're hearing a lot of talks right now about Julio Jones might be leaving Atlanta. Will you believe the hype, or are you thinking he's staying there? To where? That's the question. The question is to where? Um, I could see. Now, I could see the Jets as a destination with their picks they have this year. That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy seeing Julio and and then any quarterback that lands in New York. If you got Julio Jones, your day just gets a little bit easier because he pretty much he's going to get you about ninety eight yards a game consistently. They say he doesn't get quite as many touchdowns as a lot of the other receivers, but he's definitely going to get the yards per game. All right. Yeah, so we're going to go here a little bit to the defense. Got to read out a couple quotes here. So a lot of talk around the draft is, has been who's the best corner in the draft. Really, you can say who's the best corner coming out of the SEC. You had J.C. Horn, who was a second-team All-SEC, uh, coming out of University of South Carolina. Meanwhile, you have Patrick Sertain, who's first-team All-SEC, coming out of Alabama. Now, this is what J.C. Horn said, and like I think it was a digital call to the Cowboys. He said, when I look at all the corners, I feel like, I feel like I'm at the top. The top of the, at the top of the top is me and Pat Sertain from Alabama. I feel like he's a great player. I learned from watching his film, but I think what separates us ultimately is the, just the way we compete. The way I compete, the way he plays. I feel that it's a night and day difference when you turn on the tape. And Kyle Pitts went on to say that the, he told the Cowboys in another video like conference that Horn was the best defensive back he placed all year, and he did face Sertain in the SEC championship game last season. So if you're the Cowboys, are you taking J.C. Horn? You taking Patrick Sertan? If I'm the Cowboy, I'm taking Patrick Sertan, even oh. though he's not better than J.C. Horn. Why do you say that? Why do you? Why are you taking? I'm Pat gonna tell you why. Patrick Sertan, he's ready now. He's ready now. J.C. Horn, he concerns me with the flags. He's he's gonna be a good he's gonna be a good defensive back, but Patrick Sertan is ready now. He's ready to go in. JC Horn, he's ready. He's gonna get the he's gonna get the nod from day one. But Patrick Sertan is ready now. As I was watching this season, and I, as a matter of fact, let me go ahead and throw out some of these numbers that I put it on this Matt Sports House. By the way, folks, since we're taking this pause, make sure y'all follow the Instagram, the Instagram account Matt Sports House. It's two S, one end is Matt, another one at the beginning of Sports House. Try to keep the content loaded. But anyway, here's the measurables for Patrick Sertain. 6'2", 208, 4'4", 39-inch vertical leap, 10, uh, 10, 11, broad jump, 18 reps of 225 pounds. So what does that mean? He's an Alabama corner. They say a big problem that you have, though, with Alabama corners is they get coached up so well at Alabama that by the time they get to NFL, they kind of show you all they got. Do you think that there's a whole nother level Patrick can, like, tap into, or you think that we've about seen the best level? And that's why I said the Cowboys are taking him because he's ready now. Yeah. This is the best. This is the best he'll be. Okay, it's kind of the like because I remember they had D. Miller that came out. Remember Mark Barron, but he was a safety. And I also remember, you remember Drake Kirkpatrick? Yes, I do. Yeah, 
and then for the Bengals, right? Yeah, there you go, Drake Kirkpatrick. So, but you, but you say you definitely think that J.C. Horn will be a good corner in the league. Yes, he's uh he's CB one in my books. Okay, got you, got you. But he will land fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so w- wait, where did, did you have a prediction for where J.C. goes? To the Patriots. Oh, so kind of taking Gilmore's role. Unless, unless Bill Belichick trade Stephon Gilmore. J.C. Horn going to be in New England. Okay. Come, come draft night. Okay. And then you have Patrick Sertain going to Dallas? Yes. Gotcha. So you got a hot take from Raekwon. We'll see if it comes to pass. Stand on the defensive side of the ball. Mika Parsons coming out of Penn State, six foot three, two hundred forty-six pounds, running a four-three-nine. My question to you is: Is he a pass rusher? Or is he just a traditional linebacker? He's a he's a dog. Um, I can't say what position he plays. Plays one of the backer positions or one of the edge rusher positions. He can do it all. Okay. He's the best. He's the best defensive player in the draft by far. He ran a four three something forty. Yeah. Yeah, four three nine forty. He's the best defensive player in this draft. Um he sat out, body's right, body's fresh. He's ready. Number ready. nine, Denver Broncos. Ready to create habit. Yeah. Yeah. The Denver Broncos kind of like a Vaughn. Because that's what I've been trying to figure out. Is he like gonna sit back or is he gonna be more like a Vaughn Miller, maybe like a Demarcus Ware type? But he's definitely ready to go. Where are you gonna say? I believe he'll be a middle linebacker there. Middle linebacker? Yes. Does Von Miller seems like Von's been getting hurt as lately? You think he's about on his way out of the league? Or you think he got a whole other level to get into? Uh, I believe Von plays one more in Denver than gets traded. Yeah. He's seen his best days. He helped get yeah. them that Super Bowl, too. All right. Now, now we're going to go to the sleepers. My guy is Caleb Farley coming out of Virginia Tech. He's had some back problems. He opted out. Now, let me give you, like, the projection of him. He projects as a starting outside corner in a man coverage scheme. He has the size and athleticism to match up with the bigger, stronger, and faster receivers on the outside. He's, he has the physicality and competitive toughness to disrupt the timing of offensive plays with a strong jam at the beginning of the route or to establish a firm edge in the run game to force outside runs to continue laterally. So that's my sleeper. Some guy, he has the same agent as Antonio Brown, Drew Rosenhaus. And so Drew is saying a lot of, is telling a lot of people that teams, he expect teams to get him like halfway into the first round, like around 16 or 17, uh, just because he's had the back problems and he also opted out. But who's your sleeper coming out? And because you said you like the corners coming out of this draft, right? Yes, that was my sleeper. But since you said him, I got to pull up my guy, Asante Samuel Jr. Come okay. on now. Um, <clears throat> Florida State, Florida State. Three interceptions, six passes deflected. Last year, 14 passes deflected. The year before, freshman year, nine passes deflected. He's a guy, I believe he led either the ACC or the nation in passes in one-on-one coverage or was passes deflected at one point. Sheesh. He's my guy who's, he'll be the next Tredavious White guy, type of guy. Okay. Tredavious White is pretty, that's high expectation. You think he can level up to him? Yes, but, I mean, that's the best I could do since you stole my guy. You got any other corners in this draft that you're looking at? (sighs) What's my guy named from Oregon? Javon Holland. 
Okay. Holler. What are talk talk to us? What give me a little bit of story about him. Holland played in the Pac-12, passing. Passing. You know I love the spread. But if you yeah. can stop the spread, you can stop anything in the league. The league converted to a spread offense. The best thing about it is that the draft is filled with so many good cornerbacks to where he'll fall, he'll fall late. So which means he can land with the team in the AFC and all they do is pass. So he'd probably get a chance to land with the team like Denver, who needs a cornerback. All right. All right, so coming out of Oregon, I think they have a really good offensive lineman that's supposed to be coming out too, correct? Yes, Penny So. Say a name one more time. Penny So. What position? Guard, tackle, center? Offensive tackle. Offensive tackle. <clears throat> the best offensive tackle in the last three, four years. Only 20 years old. Only 20? Only 20 years old. Sheesh. He's getting into the league early. Yes. So we're gonna see what happens with him coming out of Oregon. And then last things I well, actually two things. First, I'm gonna give you my sleeper coming out of uh Clemson, South Carolina as a wide receiver. I think Amari Rogers is gonna be deep, uh, gonna be a good pro, but I like Cornell Powell, man. He single-handedly took Sean Wade out the first round of the draft after what I just saw in that uh <laughs> in the playoff game. Cornell Powell, six foot, two hundred five pounds, coming out of Greenville, North Carolina. Uh, this season, 53 catches, 882 yards, seven touchdowns, averaging 16.6 yards per catch. I liked him a lot because in the big games, like whenever Trevor Lawrence didn't play against Notre Dame, six catches for 161 yards and a touchdown. Against Ohio State, Sean Wade, uh, Mono Imano, eight catches, 139 yards and two touchdowns. You like Cornell Powell? And then give me a sleeper you got coming out and receiver that a lot of people are not talking about. Um... Cornell Powell, to me, he relates to a guy like Jeremy Macklin. I see him as a Jeremy Macklin type guy. So, I mean, I like him. I like him, but, you know, not for long. My sleeper is Rashad Bateman, of course. He's really not a sleeper. He'll be a first-round pick. But um, this year, only 472 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, so his stats not going to speak for this year, but I see him as an Allen Robinson type guy. Hopefully, if the Bears don't take Matt Jones, we take Rashad Bateman. Even though he his running back, Ibrahim, he had almost 200 yards almost every week. Yikes. So um, he was coached by P.J. Fleck, so I know he's a he's ready to go guy. Yeah, those guys. P.J. Fleck's a really great coach. Uh, there was something else I was about to ask you about the doggone wide receivers, but I cannot think of by the way, when Raekwon says uh, not for long, NFL generally stands for not for long. I don't know if y'all caught that. I think I got that from I Am Athlete. They've been kind of emphasizing that a lot. Did you see that most recent episode that they just dropped? I didn't. I didn't. I, I'm going to watch that. This is actually. I ain't seen it yet. They had Diggs on there this week. Who else did they have on there? It was Diggs and who was the guy from the Browns? Jarvis Landry. Uh, Jarvis Landry. Yeah. Also, did you and did you listen to the episode they had on there with Cam Newton? Yes, I did. I did. That was, I loved it. That was a good one. I didn't realize, you know, Cam was there whenever uh, Tim Tebow was there in, in Florida. He was his backup. He listened to him talk about that situation with old Percy Harvin. That was dope. And uh, last thing, though, Raekwon, before we let you go, Chiefs, I was thinking they're going to have to go get an offensive lineman high in this draft because they let their two offensive tackles, if I'm not mistaken, go. But they end up picking up Orlando Brown in free agency. Are you a big fan of Orlando Brown coming out of Oklahoma a couple years back? Yes, I am, and I love this trade. Um, 
the Ravens was in a lose situation. Uh, they didn't have a choice but to trade him. I mean, he's 6'8", 24 years old. <laughs> I mean, and then the Ravens on the other side, they had Ronnie Staley, who's an all-pro tackle and left tackle. Orlando Brown was a right tackle. He wanted to get paid like a left tackle, so he he had to move to left tackle. So on um, the Chiefs, they got a still. It's almost like they got a draft pick this year. You might as well say they did. 24 years old. He's younger than some college player. And the thing that was so crazy about Orlando is I remember him coming out because he was training. I want to say where those athletes first guys trained in California. And he had a really bad bench press. I think he only put up like maybe it was like in the low, maybe like 15, 16. And they don't expect that out of offensive linemen coming out of power, power five schools. Like he came out of Oklahoma. But I think I'm pretty sure he played with Baker Mayfield and Baker loved him. And so I knew he and his film was good. It just so happens that like the bench press, I think they said his breathing patterns were messed up. And also, just as a quick note, one thing I was listening to guys say a lot about uh, BYU is apparently at BYU, a lot of times those guys, you know, they're out there in Utah, they go on like these Christian missions. And so by the time those offensive linemen get to college, they're a little bit older. So a lot of the guys that are, Zach Wilson has some great protection. In fact, he was protecting some grown, some grown guys protecting them this year. So we're going to see what happens. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I, I don't know. It was on maybe Colin Cowherd, one of those guys talked about that and I was like I had no idea but it makes sense you know Utah like the Mormons and stuff like that All right yeah so that's what's going out there so Raekwon I think that's about it thanks for coming on you have any any last things about the draft anything that people need to know about uh anybody you man, might drop a little bit further what you thinking thanks for having me man I hope the Bears made the right decision to get us a quarterback if y'all gonna get y'all a quarterback who you want oh man I want Trevor Lawrence but, 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 in all honesty, we got a chance to get Fields or Lance. One of them, too. I would love to see y'all with Lance. And because he's from Minnesota, played up, although they play in a dome in North Dakota State, he's from Minnesota, he's already smooth in cold weather. So that's not, he doesn't even have to deal with that transition. But like I said, y'all, thanks for tuning into another episode. Be back for the post-draft episode. Let let us know. Like I said, comment on the Instagram account. I'll probably be posting throughout the draft with the picks. If me and Raekwon got something absolutely right or absolutely wrong, all, uh, all reviews are good reviews. Thanks for listening. Peace. We global now. Bottle baby Gucci scroll up. Switch it up and I went global. Can't play around, I had to grow up. Check out my neck, hell of a glow up. These niggas capping that shit blow up. My dog rapping, hope you blow up.